Greetings. Welcome to the Mist Diaries. I am Miss Mist, your host and friend here on the podcast. On this episode, I can and I will, I have decided to dedicate our time to telling you a little about myself, some experience of some experiences I have had, and also my perspective on life, which will be translated into all future podcasts. So let's jump into the about me section. I was raised Roman Catholic, going to church every Sunday with my family. The only times we would miss is when I was sick or my parents were both sick, dad had to work, you know. Very rarely we missed the opportunity to go to church. Later on in life, when I did miss church, we were um, watching it on TV, and it was something that the whole family did, um, extended family included, my grandparents on my dad's side. I guess his family was really the one that taught me how to be a Roman Catholic. In my young mind... I wasn't, I didn't truly know um, how to take things, and sometimes it was quite literal, and later on it would bring me to leaving the Roman Catholic faith when I found my husband, um, whom I'll share more about later, and then I changed to Mormon, but I never got really into that either, it was just something I tried to do in order to give my own family a better life and try and um, partake in the way I was raised with family being close um, and religion being very important. Today I'm still religious, however my belief is vastly change. I believe in the power of energy and that God, Jesus, God, is the king of the positivity while Satan is only a ruler of negativity. He can't be more because he leads by control rather than guidance, which you'll find on the positive side. Um, I'm not going to get too much into religion because this episode is called I Can and I Will, which means that it's not meant to be about religion. Therefore, I want to move on um, and say that I was also raised with an identical twin sister, as well as a half-sister whom we didn't really know until we turned about I don't know the proper age that we knew about her. We knew about her growing up, but like we really got to know her when we were about 16, I would say. Um, I remember when mom went to go meet her, and it was kind of like, it's a cool thing. I really wanted a half-sister, but we're still not very close today. She's more of a acquaintance that happens to be a family member instead of being... A sister who you see, like, every day and all that. Um, definitely would love to be more, but that's what we are. 
with my identical twin sister, we grew up, you know, looking identical. Sometimes we dress alike. It was really fun going to classes and whatnot because when we were in high school, we actually traded places a few times and the teachers had no idea. <laughs> well, um, I remember... I remember one time specifically when we traded places afterwards, we went and told the teacher after school, and the teacher actually had tears in her eyes because she knew something was up, but never in her wildest dreams would she have imagined that was what was up. Um, so... My identical twin sister and I, we had a grandfather, the Roman Catholic one, who was also in the military, and since he was a big part of our life already, I decided to follow his footsteps and go into the Navy. When I went into the Navy, I refused to go into the buddy system, and thus... My sister ended up in a different division in basic training, and then on the opposite coast from where I was once we graduated and moved to our final destinations where we would be serving. She was on the east coast and I was on the west coast. She ended up on the WASP for a little while, whereas I went and ended up on the USS Nimitz. In other podcasts, I'll share some very significant events, very vivid memories of those times. Um, things like standing watch on the crow's nest or on the fantail of the ship with a thousand stars in the sky and just really an ethereal scene. However, I'm not going to do that so much today. Um, when I was in the military, the part that I do want to share with you is that I had unwanted sexual attention. I had a chain of command that when I told this to said, are you sure that you want to ruin this guy's life? He was just about to become a chief if he wasn't already. And made me feel horrible for doing so. So then I went ahead and stopped proceeding with that because, you know, I'm, I consider myself a nice person. I did not want to ruin this guy's life, so I just never did anything further. Well, since I said that to me, the next guy that I met, actually I remember holding up him holding up a cue ball coming to me and saying, you know what's wrong with your life? Well, I have an INFJ type A personality. And for anyone that knows what that is, I look for signs in everything around me. Um, anything that links together, that is what I focus on in my life as my personality trait. I'm also a very positive person. 
And so when this guy said that, the link was made, and I decided to see what the heck he was talking about, you know? How could someone else know what was wrong with my life when I didn't know what was wrong with my life? Um, after, after some time, mentally I was not right in the head. There's a lot of, a lot of emotion that needed to be dealt with, but it wasn't being dealt with, so the mental clarity was not there. And I remember being in the barracks room, my barracks room, and having my first adult interaction with a male, and then immediately afterwards going to the bathroom and crying for two hours. Um, the reason that I'm sharing this story with you, my story, is so that in later podcasts, you can very easily see my perspective on things, know who I am as a person, and then... Hopefully, maybe that could help someone else get through, you know, their problems and maybe help them to overcome um, the hard times. Anyway, back to the story. I was in the bathroom crying for two hours, and when I came out, he was still there. So I really, at this point, I lost myself in that bathroom. And... I never, never regained myself until 14 years later, because I found out very soon after that that I would, I had became pregnant with my son. Um. So things happen. I have to go through all of these, most all, if not all, of the OBGYN appointments alone. Um. After which, you know, the baby is coming, the baby is born. Well, the baby is not born yet. Six months into my pregnancy is when my parents, Roman Catholic parents sitting back at home, found out that I was pregnant with my son. I remember my mom telling me once that I actually asked her to take my son back to her house while I was in the military and raise him. That never happened. I kept my son, and he never got medical care for the first two years of his life. 45 days after he was born, I was on the Nimitz, and I was out to sea for 45 days. I was only on shore then, um, 25% of the time, and I didn't know when I would be on see or when I would be on shore. One of the memories I have is holding my baby through the iron rot fence because we were going out to sea the next day and I hadn't seen him for, you know, a month. And it was very, very hard. This time blacks out. Two years feels like eternity for me and it when I look back on that time, it's all black. There's there's little snippets that I can see, but there's not much else to it. Um, 
I felt very, very overwhelmed with the emotions that I was feeling, and I didn't, I couldn't, it was like a light turned off, and I couldn't feel anything during that time. Um, so, you know, there's, there's other stories there as well that maybe in later podcasts I'll share, but getting out of the Navy, I didn't feel like a mother, um, until after we got back home to my home state. And then with my two-year-old, I finally felt like a mother for the first time. He refused to go to anyone else. He obviously had some trauma of his own. Being at a young age, he never wanted to be without mom either, you know? So, we spent the first year he was unable to really go um, to anyone else for hugs or kisses or holding because all he wanted was mommy. I can understand that. Um, so... It took me, took me eight years from, took me eight years to understand that there might be some people out there that care about my story enough to go ahead and really experience letting someone help me with the problems that I was facing. The first time I went to the VA, you know, the um, enrollment was good because I had served four years to the day and got out with an honorable discharge. They sent me, the first place they sent me before they even let me out of the VA was up to mental health. And I had an appointment with them every single week for four years straight. I was suicidal at that point. I didn't know... I didn't have the belief that anyone cared. I didn't know what was wrong. I still had the same feelings at home. Um, It felt like I was a slave or a servant, and all I was there for was to really just serve the needs of other people, you know? Um, It made me suicidal. One time I remember wanting to jump off the ship and swim home, because there was a landmass in the distance that would allow me to get home to my son. Now, I didn't know where in the world I was, but uh, it was it was very difficult. And I experienced after my own suicidal ideologies, which to me felt logical, um, my cousin's suicide. As well as, you know, other other people that are going through a hard time. And that's why I want to share my story. I want to get this message out there. And for lack of better terminology or better way, I am now. Um, in this very first podcast, which I'm telling you about myself. I learned... Along the way that it, I had to stay positive to make it through. Now today I'm referred to as a very resilient person. However, I don't feel that resilience. I'm probably the most humble person because, you know, I'm living every day just to live every day as is. 
um, looking for the positive side. When I see the negative, I can't, I can't really deal with it. I have to look to the positive side to make it through. Um, and that's, that's what I hope to encourage my listeners and, you know, anyone else that you guys wish to share this message with. Hope to encourage you to look on the positive side because there's not enough compassion in the world. And the more compassionate we can make it, the more understanding of others we can become, the better it will be. And that's the purpose of this podcast. And I can and I will. Um, It's very unscripted. You can probably tell that from my lots of ums and... And, and all the other, um, not so, maybe it's not so in line. Maybe I'm not telling a very good story. I don't know. There's some self-doubt in there that I still have to deal with. And, you know, every day I learn a little bit more. Um, right now I have an emotional support dog that's with me he's listening he's like come on mommy rub my belly pay attention to me <laughs> and i'll tell you more about him later um as well as other things in my story but you know in order to end this i can and i will podcast i think i've told you a lot about myself some experiences that i've had Um, A lot about my perspective being a positive outlook, ignoring the negative. And then, you know, a little bit about how this will all translate into my future broadcasts. I'll be using my experiences, my thought processes, my perspectives on different situations. Um, Sometimes they might be your situations that I speak about. But there will always be something. The son that I mentioned I had is a high-functioning autistic kid. And to give you an idea of how positive I try and live my life, my son and I were walking home from his school one day um, before it turned into winter. And he looks at me and he goes, Mom, you know what? I think I do have autism. I do have autism, it's high-functioning, but you know what? I believe it's a superpower, not anything else but that. And I was really, really proud of him. Um, I don't control his thoughts, I don't control him, I just guide him to be a positive person, and right now I think it's working. So... Let's see here, one second. It's unscripted, so bear with me. I want to make sure I covered everything that I want to be covering. Um, yes, my reason is to bring healing to myself and to others and to remain positive as I do so. Um, I'll try and upload at least one podcast, maybe two or three a week. And I want to thank you all for listening in. Please feel free to reach out to me. I can be found at Miss7650 in Discord. And then also um, 
on the rss.com. You can type in the Miss Diaries and come up with me. You can also, uh, there will be other, other ways to get in contact with me if you share and follow my message. This story is only the first. And I also pray that you will be able to find positivity in everyday life. Um, it is the only way to peace, I believe. So hopefully throughout myself sharing my stories and the rest of the world sharing theirs, we can encourage each other to be positive, live a good life, and bring an end to all of this hate that might be experienced. It will never lead to any good things. Alright, that's it for now, guys. Have fun, take care, stay safe, and stay positive.